Hi everyone, this is Stuart from 4th and Inches Podcast. Today's a very powerful podcast. It's about the name Redskin and why the Washington organisation need to change it. For you who really don't know about the name, whether it's a slur or it's derogatory, people need to know why it's a name that can't be acceptable in modern day society or sports. And it's taken at least 30 years to get to where we are now for us to see change. To put it into simple terms, if you were to change the word red and put it to black, would that be acceptable? Just let that sink in and have a think about that. The origin of the word redskin has long been disputed by linguists, Native American activists who consider it a slur, and those who insist the name of Washington's football team honours Indians rather than disparages them. The words root extend back to at least the mid-18th century as colonists and Native Americans began clashing. Here's a little timeline. So we have in 1769, the first unchallenged use of the word redskin occurs when a British lieutenant colonel translates a letter from an Indian chief promising safe passage if the officer visited his tribe in Upper Mississippi Valley. It says, I shall be pleased to have you come to speak to me yourself if you pity our women and our children. And if any redskins do you harm, I should be able to look out for you, even at the peril of my life. Chief Mosquito said in his letter, according to a 2005 study by Iris Goddard, the Smithsonian's senior linguist emeritus. So on August the 22nd, 1812, at a Washington reception for several Native Americans, President James Madison refers to Indians as red people or my red children prompting Little Osage Chiefs Sans Aurelius, no ears, to voice his support for the administration. I know the manner of the whites and the redskins. Then, Chief French Crow also pledged loyalty. I am a redskin, but what I say is the truth, and notwithstanding. I came a long way, and I am content, but I wish to return from here. July 12, 1815, after travelling from famed explorer-turned-Missouri Territory Gov, William Clark, Mekawaki Chief Black Thunder gives a speech that was printed in the Western Journal in St. Louis. I turn to all, the chief is reported as saying, redskins and whiteskins in challenge and acquisition against me. September the 25th, 1863, the Winoma Min Daily Republicans features an announcement that uses the term redskin as a pejorative. The state rewarded for dead Indians has been increased to $200 for every redskin sent to purgatory. This sum is more than the dead bodies of all the Indians east of the Red River are worth. In 1898, Webster's Collegiate Dictionary defines redskin as often contemptuous. In 1933, George Preston Marshall changes the name of his football team from the Boston Braves to the Boston Redskins. Moving the squad from Bravesfield to Fenway Park, the team has always claimed the name was switched to honour the team's coach, William Lone Star Dykes, who identified himself as a Sox. Though he may have been an imposter, and some Indians on the squad, but Marshall told the Associated Press in 1933 that he discarded Braves for the Redskins simply to avoid using the name for the city's professional baseball team. In 1937, Marshall moves to the team, well, moves the team, to Washington DC and taps his wife Corinne Griffiths to write the lyrics of the team's fight song Hail to the Redskins. It would take 
more than 30 years for the Redskins to change some of those more controversial lyrics. Hail to the Redskins, hail victory, braves on warpaths, fight for old DC, scalp em, swamp em, we will. Take em big score, read em, weep em, touchdown, we want heat more. Fight on, fight on, till you've won, sons of Washington, rah, 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 hail to the Redskins, hail victory. Braves on the warpath, fight for old DC. In 1914, the movie Northwest Passage, starring Spencer Tracy and Robert Young, one colonial urges another explorer to kill a Native American. Get a redskin for me, won't you? On December 4th, 1961, Marshall, under pressure from the Kennedy White House, became the last NFL owner to integrate his team. The Redskins chose Ernie Davis as an African-American Heisman Trophy recipient in the NFL draft, but traded him 10 days later, ultimately singling another black player, Ron Hatcher. In 1961 and 1962, the team uses Native American caricatures in its game day programmes, including sections titled On the Warpath, with a cartoon drawn of an angry Indian and another called Teepeep Talk, featuring a clipper Indian sticking his head out of a teepee. September 26, 1967, the Washington Redskins obtained the first of six federal trademark registrations with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. March 29, 1972, a delegation of Native American leaders meet with Redskins President Edward Bennett Williams and urges him to change the team's name. The team soon tweaks it, fights songs lyrics, most notably replacing Scalpum with Beatum, and scraps its cheerleaders' black braided wigs. February the 12th, 1974 to February the 7th, 1978, the Washington Redskins received four more federal trademark registrations, including for the famous logo of a two-feathered Native American warrior. Now, on November the 27th, 1977, in a halftime show at the Redskins-Cowboys game at the RFK Stadium, hundreds of Native Americans from 80 tribes participated in an all-Indian halftime marching band and pageant. The Federal Bureau of Indian Affairs planned the event. July the 17th, 1990, the team wins its sixth and final trademark registration for the cheerleading squad, originally called the Redskinettes. September the 10th, 1992, Susan Harjo and six other Native Americans file a petition with the Patent and Trademark Office asking for the revocation of the team's six trademark registrations because the name disparages Indians. On September the 13th, 1993, John Kent Cook Jr., a Redskins executive and grandson of owner Jack Kent Cook, asked an advertising company working on a McDonald's campaign for the team to tone down its portrayal of Native Americans. As you know, the Washington Redskins are very sensitive to an image, particularly in this day and age of political correctness. Cook Jr. wrote in his letter, No caricatures, no Indian costumes or hair, um, headdresses. No war chants yelling derogatory Indian language, i.e. scalp the cowboys, etc. No insulting language or humour. Now, on August 11, 2006, Amanda Blackhorse and several other Native Americans file a petition with the Patent and Trademark Office to seek the cancellation of the team's federal trademark registrations. Their case is put on hold until Harjo's petition is resolved. November 16, 2009, the Supreme Court declines to accept that Harjo's petition to review the group's loss at an appeal court. Now, May 10, 2013, team owner Dan Schneider rules not to alter the name in an interview with USA Today. He, quote, he was quoted as saying, We'll never change the name, he said. It's that simple. Never, ever. You can use caps. 
on October the 5th, 2013, President Barack Obama weighs in telling the Associated Press, if I was the owner of the team and I knew that there was a name of my team, even if it had a storied history that was offending a sizable group of people, I would think about changing that. Now, on October the 3rd, 2013, during halftime of Sunday Night Football, NBC sportscaster Bob Costas declares the Redskins' name as an insult, a slur no matter how benign the present day intent. On June the 18th, 2014, the trademark trial and appeal board in a 2-1 ruling orders the cancellation of the Redskins' six federal trademark registrations handling Black Horse and other activists a victory. On August the 22nd, 2014, the Washington Post's editorial board announces it will no longer use the team's name in editorials. The name continues to appear in news articles. On July the 8th, 2015, U.S. District Judge um, Gerald Bruce Lee upholds the trademark board ruling, giving Black Horse a second win. On October the 30th, 2015, the Redskins appealed the trademark ruling at the U.S. Court of Appeal for the Fourth Circuit in Richmond. April the 25th, 2016, the Redskins petition the Supreme Court ultimately and unsuccessfully to hear their case alongside that of an Asian American rock band called the Slants. The Slants were also contesting the constitution of the 1946 Lehman Act, which bars federal trademark registrations that may disparage persons, living or dead, institutions, belief or national symbols, or bring them into contempt or disrepute. Now, June 29, 2017, the Redskins won a trademark fight over the team's name after a Native American group dropped its year-long legal fight. On June 19, 2017, the Supreme Court declared the key section of Lanham Act was in violation of the First Amendment ruling in favour of the slants because of the Native American activists had little legal standing to move forward in federal appeals court. Now, on June 30th, 2020, Washington head coach Ron Rivera said in a radio interview that changing the team's nickname in light of the national protest regarding race relations in America is a discussion for another time. July the 1st, 2020, D.C. Deputy Mayor John Falciaccio told the Post that there is no viable path for the Redskins to return to the district unless the team changes the nickname. In 2020, July the 2nd, FedEx, a major corporate sponsor for the team, requested the Redskins to replace the name. July the 3rd, 2020, the Washington Redskins say the team is launching a throughout review of the name. And here we are today. The Redskins are changing their name and it's a work in progress and something that will probably take the next two to three weeks. Maybe will happen before um, training camp, but you can be rest assured that the team will change its name. It has to change its name. And I hope this little bit of information has been an insight. Enjoy the rest of the show. Hi everyone and welcome to the 4th and Inches podcast with your hosts Stuart Love, Sukdeep Puri and Gareth Howells. Today is a great action-packed podcast because we're doing a Washington special and inviting some amazing Washington NFL UK fans to get their view and have their platform to talk about how they feel. You know, maybe some of them agree, some of them don't agree. So basically, we want to basically talk about this because this is probably the most dominating thing 
in the NFL at the moment. But before I start, I'd like to speak for everyone when I say that we're sending love, hugs and kisses to a beautiful human being called Chris Weisen from the Around the NFL podcast who's battling cancer for the second time. The impact he has made on me and the podcast itself is, is just been huge. I mean, what the, the Around the NFL guys have done is help, along with Neil Reynolds and Jeff Reinbold and Will Gavin and all the Gridiron guys, is bring this game to a whole new level. Um, and from Fourth and Inches podcast, from NFL UK, we are, again, wishing all the best to you, Chris, uh, whether you get to hear this or not, or anyone in the community is listening to us. We're sending much love. Um, Suk, Gareth, got anything to say about Chris Weisland? Suk, I know you're a massive fan of the Around the NFL podcast. Absolutely love the podcast. It was literally um, the first NFL-related podcast I ever listened to. And in all honesty... I kind of aspire to be like them, you know, like I think I've yeah. said it before. Um, the kind of podcast that I enjoy is where a bunch of lads get together, have a laugh, and it's all based on how they are. You know, those four guys, you can see the, the chemistry and Chris is a big part of that mm. chemistry. When he's not there, um, you know, that there's something missing there. And, you know, yes. so for me, he's a massive part of... Um, as I say, the NFL community, he's done a lot in, you know, the NFL UK as well. I remember sort of seeing him um, at the Spurs stadium when uh, Bucks played uh, the Panthers. Um, you, you know, he was out there looking really well. You know, he's just recently had um, a baby boy, him and his wife. So, you yeah. know, they were, they were, now's the time for them to start enjoying, you know, family life. And, you know, obviously life hits you hard and I, I know he'll, he'll get through it. He's a, he's a very strong character. And I think, you know, he's got, the best, you know, sort of fam community around him and we're all going to sort of rally around him and make sure, you know, that when he's sort of out of this on the other side that, you know, he can do what he loves best. No, absolutely. Um, and I know that Nia, um, on, and she's on Twitter, NFL with Nia, um, she's put together a wonderful collage um, and that will be out this weekend that myself and Suk were involved in. Uh, Gareth, is the Around the NFL podcast something you've listened to? <clears throat> Absolutely love it. It was one of my first as well. Yeah, um, it's the best and the only podcast that are worth listening to for me is, like Zuck said, uh, ones that you, you they don't even sound like a podcast. They just sound like people around the table discussing something yeah. they love. But I think that's really difficult to pull off, you know. Um, and Westlin bring he brings so much. I mean, I remember the first time, I never get the first time I listened to, to around the NFL. Um, I was kind of pleased with myself that I knew what they were on about, you know, because I was I wasn't on their level, obviously, but it, it was it, it was something to aspire to like that level of knowledge and insight and that kind of thing. So I yeah, I guess so much of it and stuff like Pardon My Take um and some of the more edgy podcast come out of America they're all following the same format they, they were um, and, and they are trailblazers you know so just so sad to um, to hear the news and just every time something I guess happens or the whole community especially in the UK as well because we're, you know we're tight knit uh, comes together and um, yes, you, yes you see the value of, of, of the sport you know no absolutely agree and I mean that podcast has meant so much to so many people and I've actually had references that people look at our podcast as being the British version of that because 
we're family men, we've got kids and you know, we all like to have a laugh. And so we don't take ourselves seriously. We're not experts in the NFL. We're not journalists or, or whatever. We're just guys who absolutely love the game, want to get together, drink a few beers and talk ball. So I think I think we can definitely all take influence from them. But we're going to move on. We're not going to worry about too much news tonight because we've got an action-packed show coming ahead. But Gareth, what the F is going on with the Madden ratings? Oh, I, I tell you what. <laughs> Mate, right. the Steelers offense. No, 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 right. I was right, honest to God, right. I had my laptop in the kitchen this morning. Yeah, I was doing my brand flicks, yeah, and I was pouring. I just stopped mid flow, like I just like pulled the cereal back and I just set it down really slowly. The Steelers offense is rated higher than our defense. <laughs> right, there's one guy. There's one guy who does the Madden ratings at EA. Yeah. There is, I know this, yeah, he's on, he's on Twitter. He's a massive cowboy fan, and every chance he gets, he shits all over the Steelers, right? He looks like that dude in um, um, Family Guy, you know, the guy in his basement, yeah, with, like, all the, like, um, like living in his mother's basement with uh, all the food all over him and that kind of thing. Absurd. TJ Watts, like, 84, 85 or something. What planet, yeah. what, what planet is he on? Wentz, is, been... Carson Wentz is rated <laughs> higher than Big Ben. The glass cannon, I mean, the COVID magnet, is, is rated higher than Big Ben. I was honestly, I could not believe what I was seeing because if you look at our defence, I mean, obviously for our listeners, me and Gareth are big, big Steelers fans. I mean, our defence, you know, Cameron Hayward, um, Taylor Hargrave, Tyson Alou, T.G. Watt, Mark Barron, Vince Williams, Bud Dupree, Joe Hayden, Minka Fitzpatrick, Terrell Hedman, Steve Nelson, Mike Hilton. Come on. Mike Fitzpatrick is one of the best safeties in the league. You're 87. <laughs> but then you look at the offence. I mean, you don't look at the quarterback um, situation because, I mean, without um, Ben Roethlisberger, it's... Um, who have we got? Um, we've got Duck Hodges. Um, and we've got... I'm just trying... Oh, I've just lost it. Absolutely Rudolph. lost it. David Rudolph. No, but I was, I was thinking Paxton Lynch is still with us. I'm looking at Ben's rating now. What is it? Yeah, but then if you look at our offense, James Washington, you know, Villanueva, Foster, Finlay, DeCastro, Feller, McDonald, Connor, Edmonds, Hodges, Smith Schuster, and then you, you add in Claypool into that as well. It's just madness. Suk, what did you make of the, the ratings? I'll be honest, I haven't really looked into it too much. Um, <laughs> I've seen, I've seen some of the sort of the main, obviously stars and, and their ratings. Um, I was a bit surprised that Drew Brees got a 93, if I'm being honest. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I thought that was a bit too high for my liking. And Aaron Rodgers is below him. I just don't understand that. Um, yeah, Aaron, the, apparently they were going to give him 99, but his, his media savvy skill was like four. So that brought it down to 93. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Aaron Jones was an overall 90. And I was like, I know. What is, what? Uh, I mean, yes, he was okay, but let's be honest, he's not. He's not a number one sort yeah. of running back. He's sort of an in betweener, oh. you know. He, he's, 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 yes, he yeah. is a starting running back, but he's not certainly not there in the nineties. I mean, that's just ridiculous. Christian McCaffrey's ninety nine. I agree with that. I, I, I don't mind McCaffrey being ninety nine. He can, um, he can run. He can catch. Oh, he's you know, explosive. He's, yeah. he's explosive. You know, um, Tom Brady ninety. I mean, yeah, he, you could if you're basing it on what he did last season. 
with the Patriots. He did have a down the year, despite obviously you know where the Patriots were. But yeah, know. but 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 that's what baffles me. If you base it on last year, then we went eight and eight. That defense for the Steelers was absolutely incredible. And, there and, is no rationale for giving us that <laughs> defensive score. I mean, that, that is a piss take. Yeah, it's just incredible. No Ben Roethlisberger, you know, over got Paxton Lynch, which doesn't even get there. Got Duck Hodges, oh, Mason Rudolph. What's Bud Dupree's rating? I don't know. Have a look. Bud... I bet it's sub ninety. You guys just need to get over best. it, to be honest. Like, come on. No, I'm not. I'm not. I've got every right not to get over it. No it's a great come on. Come I on. hate Madden. Anyway, I hate Madden. Anyway, the, the, the last good NFL game is, was NFL 2K5. Just imagine, just imagine what's going to happen next season when you only win five games and the ra- yeah, ratings right drop even further. Yeah, right up. But we're going to forget about Madden and we're going to talk about our blockbuster show that's happening tonight. Um, for all our fans that are just tuning in, obviously you've heard my intro um, and obviously hearing what we're talking about, but we've invited uh, five Washington Redskins fans from the UK um, to talk about how they feel about the organisation going forward. They've changed their name, well, they're about to change their name, and just to get a feel on, as fans, how they feel. But before we invite them on, um, first and foremost, I would like to go to Gareth first. Has this been something that's long overdue and something that needed to happen? The name change? Absolutely. Um, 100%. I'd urge anyone to go and listen to Neil Reynolds' uh, piece with Jim White on TalkSport this week, and he, he describes it brilliantly. Journalists around the NFL, not just in, in the UK, but in, in America as well, um, have found it difficult to say this name for a while. So you'll hear that a lot of journalists are referring to it as Washington and, and that kind of thing. Um, now, that's indicative of the fact that, I'm sorry, it's a racial slur. It's it's a slang term for Native Americans that and, and Canada as well that kind of dropped out of the, of the lexicon in the 19th century-ish because it was understood that it was a pejorative term for referring to someone's skin, okay? What gets me is... They used to be called the, the Boston Braves, then they were Washington Braves. What gets me is that even it, right, there's four or five million Native Americans living, living in America, okay? Think of the names that a Washington franchise could have that wasn't offensive, even to like 25% of them, say 20% of them, see 10% of them are offended by it. There is no need for a name that is viewed by anyone as, as a racial pejorative. It's as simple as that. It really is. And Snyder can bring out all the studies he wants. And um, and yes, there are Native Americans who use it. There's Native American sports teams named after it. Okay. But there are also Native American academics that liken it, that liken their own people using the word as black people using another, uh, using, using the N-word. So there's huge debate within the Native American community. There's, there's no consensus, but why on earth would you have a name that was anywhere near offensive? I just, I really don't get it. I really don't. No. And I think if, if they lose, if they lose any fans because of this, then they'll, they'll be saying to them, look, well, you know, don't, don't let the door hit your ass on the way out because you, you don't need fans like that of a franchise. You, you really don't. No, absolutely. Suk, what's your take on all this, buddy? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it's been decades in the making, you know, um, Dan Snyder took over, 
the Redskins franchise in 1999. You know, within during that time, that was the opportunity there, you know, becoming a new owner of a franchise to sort of look at making this change because this has been going on for decades. This isn't just sort of the last sort of 10, even 20 years, you know. Um, this has been going on since, um, you, you know, like Gareth pointed out, they moved from uh, Boston to Washington. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting, though, because you look at sort of the reasoning behind it and you think, you know, w- what's going on now? Why Why is it happening now? And a lot of it to do is to do with financial pressure um, coming from all these organisations. I mean, if you look at Dan Snyder's comments in 2001, um, he made, you know, a speech at a national press luncheon, um, which was just after 9-11. So I think there was sort of talk was about um, what, when they were going to restart, um, you know, games again after 9-11. And one of the questions was asked about the Redskins franchise. And one of the first things he says was, number one, we're never going to change the name of the Washington Redskins. You know, emphatically, in the past, he's, you know, made comments um, referring, like Gareth said as well, to two studies that were done. Very flawed studies, in my opinion. Um, I mean, yeah, given the fact that you've got, you know, five million Native Americans and, uh, I mean, Gareth may correct me, but was it like 500 people? I mean, how many people were in that study, was it? Not but sure. it, was, it was basically sure. designed to sort of give, hmm. to sort of prove to the stockholders and the fan base that, this is the reason why um, we should keep the Redskins name. And even now, you can tell that it's been done in a way where they're, they're really, really not happy. I mean, even the press release, if you look at the press release, when they talk about the changes they're looking to make, it mentions the name Redskins 10 times. Uh, I actually just found this out uh, a few minutes before we went on because I was sort of looking at the original press release yeah, if you're going to do a press release, you don't mention that that slur yeah. on ten different yeah. occasions. You know that was just yeah. it. Just goes to show what, what sort of what the organization's mindset is. You know, um, but for me, I, Dan, yeah. Oh, sorry, no, no, I'm just going to say that the main question that I have is, you know, why is there a backlash? I, I just, I just don't understand it from a fan perspective about the backlash i understand you've grown up with you know uh, this team the washington redskins for all you know many decades as a fan i can totally understand that but the the work the earth in itself it's all about evolving you know it doesn't wipe away your history you know it doesn't take away yeah, it's easier said than done for some people exactly mate, but it, it doesn't it doesn't know? take away yeah. the fact that you've won three super bowls the great names that have represented that organization joe feisman you know art monk um sonny jergensen yeah. um john riggins sean taylor you know um case keenum god not case keenum dexter manley you know <laughs> so many so many names um that have represented yeah. that organization it's not going to take that away far from it you know the nfl is all about evolution and times change things evolve you know it's like i said you know previously and i may mention it again but look at the raiders you know who would have ever thought the raiders would be outside of california yes and now here they are Mm. going over to a new state in nevada and they're just you just have to sort of get on with it you know that's that's part of life 100 years from now when we're all dead and buried or whatever's happened you know, 
who knows what the landscape of the NFL is going to be. Things are always changing, you know, and fans just need to sort of take a step back and just understand that it doesn't take anything away from what the franchise was before. But at the same time, you know, you, you need to understand th- that the change is needed. Now, with Dan Snyder, for me, though, I, I'm, you know, I know Gareth is probably... He's a, he's a, he's a money man. Snyder, yeah. right, is a, is a useless owner, yeah. OK? They've had nothing. They've, had, they've won... How many playoff games have they won since they... I don't well, know. I think. Yeah. Um, I know they won one of the game, isn't it? But where you've got to give him credit is the way that he turned around the finances of the club. They had a hell of a lot of death when he took him on. That's why he doesn't own... He only owns yeah. 55% of it. <laughs> And they were they were they were like top three, yeah. you know. So I know we're gonna move on, but they, they were they were like top three in the league yeah. uh, a couple of years ago in terms of revenue behind the Cowboys yeah. and the Patriots. But this is why he's done it because he's seen his money at risk. Yeah, and yeah. I just think for me, I mean, the pressure's been put on by these organizations, you know, your FedExes, Nikes, PepsiCo. But with for me, I mean, I don't know, I'll ask you guys this question. Does Dan Snyder leave this with any bit of integrity? For me, he doesn't. Um you know he's you know does he leave with a bit of dignity i I personally don't think he does because looking at it he's had his arm twisted where he he can't come out he's done it for the money money. he hasn't done it out of good good yeah he hasn't done it because he wants to be seen as a progressive person and uh and and he wants to make you know enact meaningful change he's done it because they they threatened to pull the money he's been really silent as well that's the most noticeable thing super silent if you look at his comments, he got the press release. After that, there's been nothing from him. Nothing. He's not even in America. He's on his island in France. He's in he's in the south of France somewhere. Yeah. I mean, you could just imagine Donald Trump owning a team, and it'd be the Redskins. And honestly, Snyder is that sort of individual. Just there's no place for him in the NFL. But we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to move on to our next. Two guests, which is Scott McKay and Andy Burrows. Speech here in five minutes, guys. Hi to our listeners. We're into the second part of our show, and we are delighted to have Redskin fans in the house. We've got Andy Burrows, who's actually become a bit of a celebrity on the, the radio scene. And we've got Scott Mackay. Is it Mackay or McKay? Because this could be quite Scottish, actually. Scott, how do you say your surname? It's Mackay. Mackay. White as, Mackay. It, as in the prison governor from Porridge. Exactly that, yeah. And my dad, <laughs> Come along, Bobo. I've got my eye on your Fletcher. Come along now, Bobo. <laughs> my dad's called David as well, so it works. Yeah. Oh, Come along, David. Absolutely fantastic. So, Redskin fans or Washington fans, as we'd like to refer at the moment. Andy, how did you become a Redskins fan and how did you get into the NFL? Uh, so, it's around 99, 2000. I, got, I was fortunate enough to spend quite a lot of time out in uh, Washington, just traveling around. Nice. Um, it allowed me to go out there for quite a few months and uh yeah i just got i just fell in love with the team around yeah 99 2000 and uh typical like english guy getting into american football i didn't really know too much about it um so i just picked it up around yeah around the year 2000 really and then obviously when i come back to the uk i was pretty much like all the other guys over here in the uk you know channel four was our main coverage i got into it then obviously we still had a little bit of nfl europe back then so i um I followed that quite a lot. I was lucky enough to play a little bit of flag football with uh, the Fridge as our coach. Uh, 
wow. the old uh, Miami Dolphins. But yeah, he was he was over here doing a bit of uh, nice. NFL Europe stuff. So yeah, he was. Uh, I remember walking into the. Uh, to like the hall over in the leisure center we were doing i was like this guy is humongous <laughs> you know um yeah so that's how i got into it and then obviously the last uh the last probably five or six years i've been involved with the tweet team i got involved with them more and more well they called um, the tweet travel over to the states quite a lot and um yeah it's just it's just gone from there and then i was lucky enough to be asked to do the podcast that's absolutely have you got a tweet team t-shirt i have got a tweet team t-shirt yeah oh, i knew it I love it. <laughs> um, obviously, that, that that's your story there. Have you been to any of the international series games in the UK? Yeah, I've been to most of them. Um, I obviously I went to the first one, the uh, Giants and the Dolphins. Yes, and I remember it was absolutely absolutely pouring down. With yeah, rain. I was there that game. Yeah, um, it was a pretty poor. I think it was one touchdown, wasn't there in that game? Yeah, horrendous. Um, and then obviously about the classic game in 2017, the Bengals uh, Redskins overtime yeah, game. Yeah, when. Yeah, we should have won. Yeah, we had the Redskins Bengals as well when we should have won. We missed like a chip field goal to win it. I was I was celebrating. I was literally down in the pint celebrating. And then he went and missed. I looked like a right tip. But, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. But, um, but um, I, I have to do this, but Scott Mackay, how are you doing, my friend? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. And just a, a brief introduction before we move on to the main segment of the podcast. How did you get into the NFL and become a a Washington fan? Yeah, so I became a Washington fan, really, through my dad. He, he, um, when I was growing up, he kind of told me the story of when he was on the ships and stopped stopped over in the States. And um, he watched a preseason game. It was Redskins versus the Patriots. Um, So so you had Joe Tiesman on show. um, A really good game, by all accounts. um, And then Babe Laufenberg... um, you know, through an eighty-yard touchdown to end the get end the game there. So he was, you know, he loved that story. Um, so when I was kind of growing up, I kind of took that on a little bit um, and kind of passively, you know, followed the Redskins up until about two thousand and ten. And then that's when I really got into it. You know, taking in all of these statistics, watching as much as I could, and then really getting into the kind of Redskins way of things, or should I say, Washington way of things now. <laughs> it's going to be hard to yeah, easy there, Scott. yeah it's going to be really hard to sort of not you know not mention that oh name. it's still the name isn't it yeah it's still yeah, the name I mean, yeah. they're still, the, the, the logo's still on the website and they're still called the Washington Redskins on the website so it's, yeah it's when now, people still start getting tattoos of the logo even now that's when you've got to start wearing yeah. it yeah <laughs> but um, obviously it's fantastic to have you guys on and obviously hear how you became fans of the, the Washington brands and um, how you got into the NFL. But I'll start with you, Andy, then I'll move on to Scott and obviously Sukdeep and Gareth will, will join in. But of what's happened over, oh, I mean, it's not just the last 30 years, but the last sort of 10 days that the franchise has just moved rapidly to distance themselves from the Redskin name and start looking to another name. How do you feel about that, being a, a, a passionate fan? Uh, mixed at first. It's very mixed. I mean, obviously, you know, like me, Scott, you know, we're, we're, we're passionate um, Redskins fans. I have been, like I said, since the year 2000. So it's disappointing to lose the name. Um, like I've mentioned on a few, like a couple of shows that I've been on, you know, I, I was lucky enough to interview a, late, a Native American guy a couple of weeks ago, and like, 
the big thing for me that's come out of this is like everyone's like, oh, well, the Native Americans, they're really offended by this term redskin. Well, the ones I've interviewed, they see it as a bit of pride and not their heritage and their history sort of thing. Well, what about, so, well, what about the academics that like in the, like in the use of the term to black people using the N-word and that kind of thing? It's, I mean, it's, there's, the consensus is that it's a pejorative, isn't it? Otherwise, you wouldn't be changing your name, would you? Uh, yeah, I mean, prominent, don't give me one, like, Native Americans are, yeah. are pleading with, with pleading with, with the people not, not to use the word, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, like I've, I've stated on the podcast and just general chit-chat over Twitter, you know, like I said, don't get me wrong, the George Floyd thing was a terrible, terrible thing to happen, Agreed. but, and it's opened, it's, yeah, it's opened a lot of, uh, it's opened a lot of people's eyes, myself included, but if that hadn't happened, then yeah, everyone's like, we wouldn't be changing our name. You know, the, the Redskins have kind of been made as the guinea pig, shall we say. You know, they've, they've used this as an ex- not an excuse because, you know, this, this, this has been brought up over years and years. You know, it's gone through federal court a couple of years ago to um, to try and get the name changed. And the Redskins come out of that winning, winning a federal court battle. So this is bigger than this is bigger than federal court. Um, it's a shame it's happened. But, you know, I'm now in the of the opinion well you either come along for the ride that we're about to go on and hopefully we can build something new obviously there's a lot going down today there's going to be some news coming out tomorrow that we don't know obviously larry michael's just um retired as well um there's a lot happening over the in the organization that could get a lot worse in the name change from what i'm hearing over the next couple of days so it's it's not a great time to be a, a redskins or sorry a washington fan shall we say um, but we'll have to we'll have to see what the future holds. But I'm 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 always going to be a fan. I'm probably like Scott, you know what I mean? We're yeah, always going to be supporters of the team. We're going to be supporters of the team, you know. We're all going to still interact as fans. We've still got Dwayne Haskins. We've still got Chase Young. We've still got Ron Rivera. Like I've said many times, we've got the same players, the same stadium. All that's changing is our name. Yes, it's disappointing. But what do we do? Do we just go like a lot have? And I'm I'm not going to knock them. He's like, no, I'm not supporting anymore. That's it. I'm done. But speaking for me, and obviously you're going to get Scott's side of it, I'm, I'm not going to stop following the team. They're my team, you know what I mean? I put a lot of hours into doing stuff for the team. I do a podcast and, you know, I'm always on Twitter and yeah. you know, I'm trying to increase increase the brand. But, yeah, it's mixed for me, mate. I'll, um, I'll, I'll go with the flow, but I don't think it's the end, unfortunately, my friend. Over the next two days, I think, my God, I think the name change could be the least of our worries. Oh, absolutely. And that's maybe something we'll touch on um, later. Before I get to you, Scott, I think, Andy, you absolutely hit it on the nail um, without the tragic, tragic death of George Floyd the Washington Redskins could possibly still be going for maybe another decade with that name. I mean, it's just tragic that those events have brought goodness to, to society. It made people really open up their eyes and, and be like, no, we can't go on like this anymore. We can't go on like this anymore. And it's a very touchy subject and people are like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. But it was just interesting that you brought up that the recent events, maybe over the last sort of four months since we've all been in furlough, we've all been in lockdown, um, the world's changed in a massive, massive way. But we want to still stay positive. We still want to keep things going. Scott, how do you feel about the name chain and what does it mean to you as a Washington fan? Yeah, well, so I grew up kind of knowing the name, uh, the Redskins, you know, for you know, probably since I could, you know, remember, so about five years old, you know, I was told the story. Um, it, but I just, I'm I'm not angry. I'm not, uh, I'm disappointed that it's had to happen, I guess. It's, it, it's, it's one of the feelings. I think, you know, up 
to, you know, probably about 15 years ago, we didn't have social media. We didn't have a lot of voices in, you know, a lot of conversations. You know, you'd get your, you know, media through papers and things like that. So I think in this day and age of, you know, people being able to air their opinions quite openly and, you know, and anonymously, you know, it kind of is a catalyst for change a little bit, I think. You know, the name is 80 years old and it is a shame to move on from it. But I think um, I understand people's feelings towards, you know, the name and the meaning of it. But from my interpretation of it, it, it's an honour thing. Um, But I can't obviously speak for anybody else on that. I mean, moving forward, I think things will be different. And I think the name, as um, as Andy said, that, you know, I think it's going to be a catalyst of a whole raft of changes coming up in the next few days, months, years. I think we've got, you know, we've got to go along for the ride, I think. Guys, guys, you, you mentioned social media and that kind of thing. And, and it's obvious that social media exacerbates political issues, doesn't it? P- political issues, it... it amplifies feelings and um you know validates people's opinions where, whereas they otherwise wouldn't be validated yeah. just because they posted it and, and there, there is an element of truth to that but native americans have been asking washington to change the name since the 60s they've you know they, they've walked to the national congress american indians they've petitioned the club and that kind of thing do you do you think that, i mean from the nfl fans that i've spoken to they are saying dan snyder is a, is a brilliant money man he's turned your fortunes around okay a lot of people are saying that the only reason you're doing this is because sponsors have threatened to pull out so ergo that does it not that does it not really cast a bit of bad light on the organization that they now acknowledge something that that's clearly been hurtful but native americans have been telling telling it for them for decades but only now will they do something not now that yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, the owner's <laughs> got a stake in your club. It's threatening yeah. to cancel Money checks. talks, though, doesn't it? Uh, the Money big, talks, big unfortunately. Team. Unfortunately, Gareth, unfortunately, mate, the problem you've got is, and don't get me wrong, it's good that they've, uh, they've protested. And, you know, I, I've heard both sides of it. I've heard Native Americans say they want to keep it. I've heard Native Americans obviously say they want to get it. But like anything in life, mate, as soon as money gets involved, especially Nike, Pepsi and FedEx, probably three of the biggest companies globally, Absolutely. you know, Soon as they get involved, guys, it was always going to change. And, and that, it was, and that was, wasn't even up for yeah, debate. And that was um, that was evident in the letter um, that they released to the to um, to everybody saying about the name being dropped. Hundred uh, percent, mate. 100%. So you yeah. think they would have kept it? So they would they would have kept it then, would they? In the face of all of this, like they would have kept it unless unless the oh, threatened yeah. to pull the plug. never wanted. He never wanted. He probably now doesn't want to change the name. Would you would you be happy with that? Personally, I, I've I've, I've only yeah. ever known the Redskins. You know what I mean. I, but the thing is, that I've noticed as well. And even since I've started doing the podcast, I'm open to hearing people's views more. I'm not just a a, a tunneled vision fan anymore. You know, I've spoke to and I, I can see why people do want it to change. And I'm you know like Scott said, it's it's more of I'm disappointed it's changing because me and Scott, you know, Scott knows the meaning of the name, but we just I, we just associate with a football team. Yeah. I know the meaning of the name, but like Scott says, they've been our team since we've, you know, we've been fans of this franchise. Um, it, it's a shame that it's going, but we have to move on. And, you know, we, we still can't be talking about this in a year, two years time. We want to, you know, I want the on-field product to be the news, you know what I mean, for the right reasons. Definitely. No, you've said it just right there. Um, what would your guys preference be in terms of a name i know me Stuart, and gareth have been sort of going around the houses trying to think of uh suitable names 
Um, have you guys thought about any sort of potential names for the franchise or? Washington Hotspurs. No, God. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be handy if they re- relocate to London next week. <laughs> yeah, that'd be well, Andy Scott. <laughs> hey, hold on, hold on. Andy, the Mourinho Brassnecks. Ah, oh, come on, leave Joe. I don't care how boring we are, mate. We haven't won a we haven't won a trophy for God knows how long. I don't care how boring we are. But, as long as we win. But on all seriousness, as as Suk has just asked, you know, we've heard the the Red Tails, we've heard the the Red Wolves. Um, obviously, have you heard any sort of inkling, or have you seen any sort of rumours that where the the franchise potentially could go? What I, I think they want to keep, uh, you know, all this idea that it has to be red something. I don't know why we have to go down that route. You know what I mean? I, I quite like Warriors. I mean, but then people are saying that they might, they, they could potentially use a, another logo that, you know, again, could get us in trouble. So, I mean, I don't know. They, they confuse you with the Wigan Warriors as well, wouldn't they? they they're just Americans. Just, yeah, they wouldn't know to disassociate the two. <laughs> why didn't you go with something unique to Washington? Why does it have to like? There's loads of stuff you can name it after. You're capital of America. Yeah. You know? A lot of the teams have been taken up. The Nationals, the Capitals. Oh, you know, they're all they've all been taken up. I mean, I mean, why the not monuments. sort of associate it with sort of uh, Native American culture as well? Maybe consult, yeah. you know, have some sort of consultation meeting and, and sort of get <laughs> that name in there. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, I, I mean, definitely going forward. I mean, especially Andy and Scott and both feel free just to really jump in. But going forward, should Washington still try and incorporate the Native American community and yeah, the history into the rebrand team, you know, and, and keep that that history still there's, there? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with the logo. I mean, I think a lot of uh, studies I've read that what they've said is the actual logo itself, uh, Native Americans are actually quite sort of proud of that logo. It's just the name that is the problem. And I think that's what's getting sort of that 50-50 split when you're speaking to Native Americans. They like the fact that their heritage and history is sort of acknowledged, but at the same time, they don't want it done in a derogatory way, you know? Yeah, I mean, if I mean, I don't, I don't care if you don't listen to any other episodes, but go and listen to the episode of my podcast with Joseph Milk. He's a Native American. Yeah. I've, and- so many people have contacted me. So many people have contacted me after hearing his interview, guy, and that just it just opened the debate wide open. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Sorry to to jump in there, Andy. Um, I contacted him yesterday, and unfortunately, he couldn't come on tonight. Um, and Suk and mm-hmm. Gareth, this was the gentleman that, that I was talking about. Um, been great to get him on because being a Native American Indian, and he's got the complete opposite spectrum that he he wants that. So uh, continue, Andy. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying, if you if you get a chance, it's, I mean, I was like, obviously on the podcast. I'm a bit like I am now with you guys. We're all laughing and joking, and it's brilliant fun. But when it, when Joseph was on, my God, it hit home, and you could tell that he was getting emotional just talking about it. Obviously, I'm sitting at the end of my on my phone. He, we're all just doing a podcast, but you could tell as soon as I brought it up. If you just hear the first few sentences that he starts yeah. talking, I literally I was stuck, stopped dead in my tracks. I'm never usually lost a word, as you may have noticed, but <laughs> he um he. He stopped me dead in my tracks, guys, and I was a bit like, "My God, this means so much to this guy, and it meant so much to his family." And we're literally taking this away from him. I got to be honest; I've never really understood, right? Why? And I'm not just playing devil's advocate, you know. And I, I spoke about this earlier on, on the other thing. I've never really understood why American sports teams name themselves 
after American Indians, given what happened when they, you know, um, populated the continent and and the you know what they put the Native Americans through and that kind of thing, and that extends to like the Chicago Blackhawks, the Chiefs as well. The way that they shouldn't even they're only called the Chiefs because of their old boss. Um, you know, the Atlanta Braves. I just I just don't get yeah. it. Like if if you like read about what happened with with Western Protestant Europeans coming across America and what they did to them. I just I don't know. Like if you're a Native American, like, oh great, yeah, thanks for what you did. Though we've got sports team. Have you seen I don't know, like not, not having a... I was gonna, I was gonna say have you seen um apparently even the uh, rugby union team, the Exeter Chiefs, are considering their name as well. And yes, that's not even that, that I just don't get what why would you like after what you did it's just really strange. Now, this is an in, interesting, interesting yeah. question because obviously you guys are diehard, and I can tell diehard Washington fans. But now, do you think that, and Gareth will definitely jump on on this one, do you think that the Kansas City Chiefs now have to look at their name and brand? Because there could be some controversy there as well. Um, I'll ask you first, Andy, move on to Scott, and then I'll ask Gareth. I think everyone's got to look at it now, mate. You can't, like all Redskins fans are saying now, and, you know, you can, like, you can, Scott will probably back me up here. I've heard it loads over social media. It can't just be us now. It can't just be us that changes our name, right? The Redskins have done it. Okay, everyone else, you're all clear to go. No one has to do yeah. it. You know, Kansas City Chiefs, Chicago Blackhawks. The problem you've got is, and it'll be interesting to see what you guys think, where do you draw the line? Racial pejoratives. That's where I think what the other teams are saying is, is that, our name isn't wasn't inte- isn't reflective of what is either now or was once a racial. Look at the Dallas Cowboys. They run around killing Indians all the years ago. Why aren't they changing their name? Exactly. Cowboy. <laughs> that's not what <laughs> that's not what happened. <laughs> if you wanted to, we should get you Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> oh, but no. it's just interesting, Scott. How do you feel as well? Obviously, you're. I mean, I would be devastated. I mean, obviously, there, there is no derogatory or racial slur with being a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. But if for some reason, you know, they have to change the, the Pittsburgh Oilers or the Pit, it just wouldn't feel the same. For yeah. me personally, the Steelers are the Steelers, and that's my team, and I love it. And then if I was told that next week we're going to be the, the Pittsburgh Claymores or the Pittsburgh fucking Puffin. Puffin stuffers, you'd love that. Sounds like a night out in London, <laughs> mate. Mate, you, you keep you Wednesday night <laughs> like, I'm not, I'm not having that. Puffin stuffers, drag my team to the mud. Yeah, the Faroe Islands, Puffin I've been to Islands a few times, so that's another podcast. That's yeah. another podcast, but um, but but but, um, but but generally, though, for me, the Steelers are the Steelers. There's no way that you could change that name, and it just no, so but you're rubbing it in now. Redskin fans, you know, that's that's been their team for 30, 40 years. Regardless of what that name is, it's derogatory, is it racial? It must be really difficult to think that in two weeks' time, the NFL team that you are now supporting is going to be the Red Tails, the Warriors, the... The red, like but, whatever it could be. But, but Stuart, Stuart, just you're, you're basically going to become yeah. the MK Dons, aren't you? You're going to become the MK Dons. You're not, you're still going to be a team in Washington. You're not like the Rams where you're moving from St. Louis to LA or, you know, the old Cleveland Browns going to, you know, Baltimore, you know, 
or, or yes. even the Raiders now moving from you know a, a team that's been in the state of California all their lives, and now all of a sudden they're moving over to the state of Nevada. You know, your team is still there. It, yeah, there's it, nothing it, changing with that sort of environment. No, that's that's what I can't fathom in terms of the the sort of backlash against it. Yeah, I think it's, it's not going to change that. It is. Yeah, I mean the the history is not going to change, and I think we'll be we'll be kidding ourselves if everybody's going to adopt the new name straight away. Um, you know, and it's, I think it is, it's, it's one of those things. I personally think we need to have a little bit of Native American, um, you know, connotations in, in the, in the new nickname. I think we need to carry it on, but inspire a new generation of fans because ultimately what I'm seeing on um, social media is some people are getting a bit leery about it and wanting to, to boycott the team because of it. I mean, that's, that's that's not what I would do <laughs> at all, you know. That, that's I, I not think... a true fan, is it? No, it's not. Uh... I mean, um, Scott, what do you think they're going to do about the fight song when we score, when we, uh, you know, we score a touchdown? You're going to have like 60-odd thousand or however many thousand Redskins fans it is definitely singing that song. Yeah, I, yeah like I said, you know, we're, we're naive to think if, if, if it's going to change straight away. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I, I mean, it's going to be interesting <laughs> if, if we go in a completely different direction with the team name. Um, to, to what we would change the fight song to. It, I, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's probably a good job it's happening during a pandemic where they potentially may not even be fans for at least one season. So, in that It won't even be a season, mate. <laughs> yeah, if there is a season, exactly. Yeah. So the way things are looking at the moment. So in that respect, you know, taking maybe sort of a year out of, you know, let, let's say the best case scenario, there is, you know, a season and there's fans, oh, sorry, no fans, then at least yeah. you're sort of taking that element out and that pressure. Um, so well, time will just tell, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I reckon they should be called the Washington Spiders. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. oh, absolutely not. No. That's what he wants. No, That's what he wants, reason. man. You know it. He wants well, his well, face on the side of the, the hell, man. Final segment yeah. of this part because we've got another two fantastic Redskins fans or Washington fans um, coming on. Um, to you, Andy, and to Scott, future going forward, Ron Rivera, um, the franchise looking in good hands. Uh, you felt that he drafted well um, and things looking good going into 2020. Um, Scott, I'll ask you first and then we'll move on to Andy. Um, yeah, okay, great. Um, yeah, I think um, I think we are in good hands. Um, it, it's finally, there's a, there's a bit more transparency as to what Rivera's thinking. I've listened to him on a few podcasts. He speaks very well. Um, we could only go with Chase Young uh, in the first round of the draft. They're, 100%. Yeah, there's no yeah. other move there. Um, we drafted really well with Antonio Gibson. I think he could be um, a real uh, Swiss Army knife, I think, um, for, for our offence, especially because Harmon's now down for the season. Um and it, it, you know, if the if the coaches are to be believed, Gibson potentially has got you know a bit of McCaffrey about him, which would be fantastic. Yes. So. Ninety nine on Madden, loving it. What was that? Sorry. McCaffrey's ninety nine <laughs> yeah. on Madden. Sorry, I'm still bitter about. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think Gibson will be that. <laughs> don't laugh. It's just serious shit, like Madden. No, that, yeah. I mean, that, that's good. Andy, how do, how do you feel that the, the team drafted? Are you happy with Ron Rivera? And does the future look better 
going forward. Obviously, there's going to be the name change, which is going to give the, the organisation a real boost and, you know, everyone's going to be in new colours and, and, and the way it's going forward. But as a team, I mean, you've got Chase Young, you've got Gibson. You, you, things things could be on the up for the, the Washington franchise going forward. Yeah, I mean, you've only got to hear Scott talking there and, you know, you can hear in Scott's voice and it's what all us Redskins fans, well, sorry, Washington fans have got now is uh, is hope. You know what I mean? Ron Rivera has given us hope. Chase Young, you know, coming into the team, like you say, Antonio Gibson coming into the team. Yeah, it's it's, it's bad what's happened to uh, Kelvin Harmon, but we've got Gandy Golden coming through. Um, since I haven't probably had this much hope since RG3 joined the organisation. Yeah. Wow. You know, Lads, quick quick question then. Who's replacing Rivera in four years? Me and Scott. <laughs> yeah, do, do it, boys. Do it. It's like that Salford United documentary okay. when they had the two local <laughs> ads. Don't talk to me about documentaries, mate. I'm a Tottenham fan. I'm coming on Amazon. <laughs> I, yeah. Thank you. I hope you do well, boys. I really thank do. Thank you, man. But guys, unfortunately, it's been an unbelievable 30 minutes. Um, Andy, thank you so much for coming on. Um I've been listening to your podcast now. I've listened to a few shows. Absolutely phenomenal what you're doing, what you are bringing to the NFL UK community, just like myself, Suk and Gareth. Scott, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I would love to welcome you guys back on once the organisation has changed the name and we can talk about how the Redskins are going to go forward. So um, thank you for being part of this um, and I wish you all the best. Brilliant. Thanks very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Thanks lads. for having us on. Really appreciate it. Honestly, you've been absolutely amazing. You've been box office. Have a good night, Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, guys. So that's us on to our final guest of the evening. Um, we have Redskin fan Ben Alsop. Uh, ben, Welcome to the podcast, buddy. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad to be on. No, absolutely. Um, as you know, the, the news has been wildfire at the moment with regards to the Redskins. But before we jump into the main news, um, how did you get into the NFL and how did you become a Redskins fan? Well, it was my dad, really, first. My dad, during the 1980s, because um, he just he was into all things America. He was into like American hip-hop, just the American lifestyle, and, well, most importantly, the American football. And... Um, he to, well, you choose a team and he chose the Redskins. And uh, he was a big Redskins fan throughout the 80s. He played like local because it was a big boom of like UK little mini American football sports teams in the UK. So he played some sports and he had a Redskins. Um, he had a Redskins replica helmet that he got bought by his mum and dad for his birthday. And he followed them on the um, the German radio stream that you could get like you tuned your radio in the right way. So <laughs> he followed them all the way throughout the 80s. And then... Um, like life responsibilities got in the way and he stopped following them and then we went to um florida as a family in 2012 and we caught the first game of the season which was the giants and then nice. we decided to come back in Madaz oh, and quite enjoyed watching that game in florida and then we we started following the redskins as he did when he was younger and then from then we've just followed them i saw i've been a redskins fan now for about eight years or so so the first season was the um rg3 alfred murray season and me and my dad thought oh brilliant we've uh cottoned onto a team when they're on the off here and then uh and then the next two seasons were three and thirteen and Mike Shanahan's last season and then four and twelve and Jay Gruden's first. So uh, Nice. Um ha- have you been to any of the international series games in London? Were you at the, the, the Bengals game? 
Yeah, yes, I was at the Bengals game. We went um, the first ever game I went to was when I was about sixteen, and we actually I've actually seen the Dallas Cowboys play twice. Mm. Funnily enough, leave I've that off your CV, mate. Yeah, I know. I've seen the Cowboys play <laughs> the Jags and. Um, in Wembley in about 2014 and then me and my dad went to when I was just of drinking age went down and got absolutely hammered with a bunch of American fans and then went to see the um, Redskins Bengals game in um, I think it was 2016 that was a good, uh, that was, that was good fun 16 or 17 yeah, um, yeah. and straight into overtime that was an epic the game best, yeah. it was yeah. 27, 27 wasn't it yeah yeah that was the one yeah Nelly missed our train because of that it was worth it I, guess. <laughs> I think I think yeah, no, absolutely. Now, obviously, um, there's been massive news in the NFL. And as a Redskin fan, you know, it was important that we could get you on so you could have your platform and, and let other fans know. But how do you feel about the organisation? You know, I'm just trying to get this right. Do you feel that the, the, the Redskins need to change their name? I do. I'm personally, personally, I was in favour of the name change. It's funny because I was like, Obviously, with a lot of issues in the world at the moment, with that, like the Black Lives Matter movement and the um, well, this this Redskins changing the name movement. Yeah, a lot of people can be naive and not like. I was a fan and I knew of it, but I didn't. I didn't really do my research into it, so I was just like, me as a fan, I was just like, yeah, the name's kind of a little bit like politically incorrect, and it probably should be changed. But for me, it's it's. Uh, and then and then the more it's coming to the spotlight, I've done my research and I'm just in the middle of writing an article about it now. Um, it's. It's probably a bit of a bigger issue than I, I've thought beforehand, and I think that the issue is not because of not because of the name. It's more so because of how many people don't agree and, and can't can't see why it's wrong. For me, I think I think I've talked to a lot of fa- like fan even fan pages who are so stoutly against it, and they don't understand why it's wrong because they always just bring up this study that's been done by. Um, like if Dan Snyder brought it to light when 504 Native Americans from the district of the DMV area were asked um, were asked whether they found the name offensive, and about eight and ten didn't find it offensive. So a lot of people just looked at that and thought, well, that's fair enough. That you've got eight people out of ten don't find it offensive, but no one thought, what about the two people that do actually find it offensive? I yes, mean, a lot of like ignoring the parts about the name that actually is offensive and thinking, well, 8 and 10 don't find it offensive, so we'll just leave it there. Exactly. No, that's, that's very... Yeah, not on you go soon. I was going to say, that there's a lot of um, flaws in that study as well, and it's come, just more, a bit. Yeah, it's come more to light now in recent events, and you're not the only one, Ben. I think we've all sort of been naive in terms of knowing exactly the true meaning of... Uh, the terminology of Redskins, you know, I've had to do a lot of research uh, more recently just to get an understanding and even try to maybe communicate with like a Native American, you know, just to get that understanding of what is offensive and what's not. And it's just that education side of things. Some people are still hell bent on keeping the name because they think it's going to sort of erase their history when it, when, when in fact it's not, you know, you look Mm -hmm. at other organizations, you know, like Mm -hmm. the Raiders, the Rams, they've all moved on and moved to different parts of the country, but the history is still there, and that's still going to be the case for the Washington franchise. It's, I, I wouldn't, right? I would trust Dan Snyder as far as I could kick him around FedEx Field, right? I tell oh, you what, because that, that study, widely discredited, right? It's, it's obvious that he commissioned it with 
an ulterior motive the moment he commissioned it. He's not going to commission a study or or even rely on a study to be produced that didn't support his worldview, right? So we can just cast that aside. The term was a slang term for Native Americans in in the North America and Canada. That it it's turned into a pejorative term in the 19th century, so it fell out of common parlance. People tended to stop using it because it was offensive because it set aside people by the, by the color of their skin okay there's five million native americans ish living in america today okay now even if 25 percent of them are offended by the name okay why do you pick a name out of the hundreds of, of thousands of other names that that you could have that, that they could have run with they used to be called the boston braves then you know which is less offensive because it doesn't refer to the to the color of someone's skin but why pick a name that was in any way offensive out of the hundreds of other names they could have picked i just didn't yeah. forget it and i think it's a myth to say that and nobody said it here but if you listen to people like need reynolds talk about it they journalists just don't like saying the name and they haven't done for a while as well they say washington they, they just don't yeah that's so big that's the way I've been, especially the last few days as well, as I'm just referring to them as the Washington franchise. I don't put in, obviously, the Redskins' name at the end now. I just refer to them as Washington. Now, Ben, I must ask, obviously, the, it is going to happen, and they reckon it could happen in the next two weeks before training camp. But where do you see the franchise going with regards to a new name? Is there anything that you like personally or anything through research that you've been doing um, where you've, you've heard some rumours of a possible name? See, and at the start, I like the idea of the name Washington Natives, because and and it hasn't it hasn't caught any fire. And, and I saw um we drafted a um centre called Keith Ishmael in this year's draft in the fifth to the sixth round, and I saw him not him um suggest it and get a lot of like notice for it in the next two days. And I know I suggested it about three weeks back. I was like, <laughs> the problem with that, the, the, the problem with that is though is they were natives before. America kind of told them they would and then established Western civilization. I just, I don't get why sporting teams have to appropriate, you know, Native American imagery. If, 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 I, was an, if I was a Native American and I'd essentially see my land appropriated by, um, you know, Western Protestants coming over to manifest destiny or that kind of thing, I'd be like, uh, you know, okay, great, you're celebrating us, but that's after you know you kicked us all over the continent and subjugated yeah. us. I just, I just don't get like Washington is is the capital of America, DC. There are there's got to be other things to lean on, other bits of imagery as a franchise or or other themes. You know, like why why don't they just go with something that's relevant to Washington? There's got to be something. I, I, I do understand that, but the, the difference is like it's funny. It's funny actually that I'm actually embarrassed by in my naivety about because. I actually, I'm an American history student and I've got a degree in American history and I still didn't think of it and it embarrasses me even more. But there's um, a lot of the the Native Americans of, over America, they want to be noted, they want to be noticed, but they have they don't like to be noticed as Indians. They don't like to be noticed as Redskins. They want to be known as the Natives because they were there first and they were native to the country. Basically, there's, there's, oh, sorry, go on. Yeah. There's, there's currently... Um, a museum in Washington that's named, I think it's something like the American Indian Museum, and there was a movement a few years back to try and get it renamed to the Natives. Um, to the it's called Native the National Museum. Museum of the American Indian. That's the one, and yeah. they tried to get it renamed, but um, I think it was Donald Trump pushed back against it and got it renamed. So, because a lot of the um, 
you do hear about a lot of um, Native Americans that come to the organisation and say, "Look, we're not we're not embarrassed by being represented in a team. We're embarrassed by the caricatures that the team make of us and the way that we're represented." Yeah, but I, I can you say that. I I said in in, in amongst the, the WhatsApp group we've got. I think teams like the Chiefs now have got to start thinking about. How they, you know, how they're using their name. Interestingly, Kansas, they've called the Chiefs because of one of their old owners, and then they just mm-hmm. decided to run with the with the Native American in, in imagery, you know, our head yeah. of the tomahawk and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, Ben, what I must ask is, obviously, the name change is going to happen. Do you think that this could alienate the organisation and the fan base? Like, there might be a, a certain amount of that fan base now that might go on to support another team because they were Redskins all the way, and they're not going to agree with the new change. I I think we're losing the right people by doing that. I think yeah. the people that we lose by alien if you alienate someone by changing the name from Redskins, which is a derogatory derogatory term for a culture within America, I think you're losing the right people. Nice, because I had a, I had an argu- I had an argument with um a guy some guy the other day. It's quite a prominent um, Redskins page on. I don't want to I don't want to name and shame. Go on. It, was a, it was a Redskins page. Redskins <laughs> underscore highlights. There we are. Um, had a. Um, <laughs> that didn't, that didn't take much, did it? <laughs> I had a name with him on a, an argument with him on Instagram, and he's I, I basically comment. He said he's changing teams because of this whole name change thing, and I commented, saying, "Wow, what an absolute!" I said, "What an absolute joke!" So you're gonna you're disrespecting the memory of that team by changing teams when there's a name change because you're a page with twenty five thousand followers, and you're saying you're going to change the change your team because of the name change is ridiculous. And then he said, um, he said something to me. Like, um, right, why don't you go back to your own country and support your own sports or whatever? And I was wow. like, that's the kind of guy that you want to lo- you lose from a fan base. That, yeah, I'd love to lose a guy like that. No, absolutely. And, I mean, this is, this is what's been absolutely fantastic, having everyone on, um, is obviously to get their, their insight. So just before we, we finish up on that, um, apart from the name, how do you feel about the, the future of the franchise going forward with Ron Rivera? You've now got Chase Young. Antonio Gibson, Antonio uh, Golden, at wide receiver. Do you think you drafted well and looking good for the season coming ahead? Um, I'm I'm positively intrigued by it. I don't think we've got that much firepower on offense because, especially with um Calvin Harmon, the news of Calvin Harmon. Oh, it's a shame. Yesterday. Yeah, um, a real shame. Well, like I was listening to um I was listening to the. Pro football talks. Sorry to anyone who doesn't like pro football talk, but um, I was listening to pro football talk a few weeks back, and they were saying that um, they reckon that the Redskins have got one of the three worst receiving cores in the NFL. And I was thinking, nah, do they really though? And then I was thinking about it more yesterday, and I was like, you know, we probably do. And we've got a second-year quarterback who needs who needs confidence, and it's just not it's not a great receiving core other than Terry McLaurin and Stephen Sims is going to come big, but he's not got a lot of weapons around him to try and get the offense off the off the floor. Exactly. I think it's I think it's in the in the secondary where you've you've got to come good because you've got a really good D line. Yeah. You've got a really good D line. Uh we've got young um who else is there? Um Jonathan Allen, Dar- Darren Payne as well. Ionidas. But I don't think there's any problems with Rivera as a defensive coach. That's where he cut his teeth in it before he got to um before he got to Carolina. But just start there and then just see what the offense can do. But I think you're gonna see a lot of teams looking for the quick release on you. Um, it'd be yeah. interesting to see whether you use Chase Young or like what kind of four three you use. 
but start with DBs and knock some passes down and just see how it goes from there. Who, who have you got in the back? Who's a, um, I don't know, I can't remember now. Who have you got a corner and safety? Is it Fuller uh, and Derby and all them, isn't it? Kendall Fuller on Derby, Fabian Moreau, um, Landon Collins, Desheva Everett. Yeah. Uh, we've got this um, Sean Davis as well. I don't know. We've got we've got a lot of unknowns in the secondary at the moment. Who like this Sean Davis? It's meant to be. It's meant to be quite a um, good coverage um, safety, but he's apparently he's meant to be quite a weak safety, which it could work well because we've got Landon Collins alongside him, who's a big hitter. But I, I don't know. It's it's a lot of unknown. It could it, it could become one of the better the better secondaries with like Ron Darby, Kendall Fuller coming back. But at the same time, if that doesn't click, then the D line's pretty much nullified. If you get someone who can just throw over the top. Yeah. One thing I think you guys are gonna miss, which has not been mentioned, is uh, Trent Williams. I know you guys have drafted Sadiq Charles, who you know if the, you guys listened to one of the earlier podcasts. I'm really high on Sadiq Charles. He just had a few sort of character issues, but generally speaking, he, he could be an absolute beast of the tackle position, but you're certainly going to miss someone like, you know, Trent Williams is going to be a massive factor for that offensive line as well, isn't it? For me, Trent Williams has been gone for the last two seasons. Fair play. Yeah, yeah, didn't he, he failed his physical, didn't he, last, last year? Yeah. Didn't, didn't he just fail a fitness test? Well, it's actually, it's, it's a lot of, again, the Redskins being a controversial organisation, apparently had a brain tumour. And that didn't that um, got wrongly diagnosed by no no it, it was he had surgery and yeah. his scalp didn't heal properly yeah that it wasn't was, something like that something like but Trent Williams hasn't really played for the last two seasons anyway like we've been patchworking we've had Donald Penn we've had um John Christian or we'll draft pick from a couple of years ago we've we've been plugging for a while yeah I don't think Trent Williams has really been there the whole time I, it's quite nice to have drafted a left tackle and think he's actually going to be a project here. Rather than having the Trent Williams conundrum being back for another season. Yeah, no, I agree. But in terms of obviously a character standpoint, you know, he was a he was a leader. You know, even if he's not been on the field in the best part of yeah. you know a couple of years, like you say. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Sadiq Charles, though, I think can certainly do a job. But it's still, you know, very much you know a young offensive line, and I think it's going to take Haskins at least. You've got to give him the opportunity, like you said. He doesn't have the full weapons at the moment. You know, Terry McLaurin was fantastic at the beginning of last season until he picked up his injury. But just sort of going on to the organisation, I mean, do you think sort of Dan Snyder's had a lot of um, pressure by, you know, these different organisations, FedEx? Do you think he's doing it for the right reasons or do you think it's more to it than that? Because there's a lot of talk about it being all about money. Yeah, it's like all the, the, the sponsors withdrawn and everything. Do you think that's made him? Basically, into that decision. Yes, I don't think Dan, <laughs> there's no there's no way Dan Snyder changes the name of the, unless he's pressured to. He's not the kind of guy. He's like, in all honesty, he's just he's not a nice guy. He's he's one of those typical rich business rich white businessmen who. D- no, I'm going to mention that. We see this is part of the problem, isn't it? I mean, we've got to move away, haven't we, from talking about you know skin color and stuff, isn't it? I don't you know. I'm not being critical or nothing, but. You know, it's just no, but I, I, I don't know, Gareth. I mean, we're still we're trying to talk about equality here, and at the same time, you know, he brings up a conversation about sort of white privilege, and I think that's maybe what he's sort of alluding to. So I understand what you're saying, Gareth, but at the same time, it's we're trying to obviously be on a platform by being on a level playing field. So we do still need to talk about these things. You know, that's my opinion. We, we do, yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't, I wouldn't dream of referring to an owner as 
he's a typical black owner or he's a typical whatever. I mean, Dan Snyder is Jewish as well. I wouldn't say, you know, he's a Jewish owner and stuff. I just, I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't think we should be referring yeah, to people I like do, that. I do understand what you're saying, but like the, the Dan Snyder is the type of guy that doesn't, he, he doesn't identify with anyone. It's apparent, yeah. like, you've been, there's been rumours of Dan Snyder before. Apparently you're not allowed to look him in the eye around the building. Oof. If, if you look, you're not allowed to look him in the eye and you're also, there's no one in that, Organization that's allowed to call him Dan. It's always got to be Mr. Snyder. It's like it's like Stu in his pubs. Mr. That's it. No one's allowed to look me in the eye. <laughs> Are they going to call him Mr. Snyder? No, Dr. Love. <laughs> oh, God. Supplying his medicine. Oh, I, I, I think, right? I, there's nobody that gives Dan Snyder more stick than me. I, I, I think he's a contemptible bloke. When he sued the season ticket owners in 2008-9 after the crash, that was like, what are you doing? And I, I, I was talking to someone else earlier on about how he had this ancient tree cut down because it, to give him a better view of the river from, from, his, from his estate, like in, in Washington. And just like, if, if you could invent like a pantomime villain to be an NFL owner, it's him, <laughs> it? But he, he has done amazing things financially for the Redskins. He really has. Two, three or four years ago, they were third in revenue behind the Cowboys and the Patriots. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable! He's, he's turned the fortune drum. He's like doubled their income and stuff. But how much is this going to damage the brand? Now he only owns sixty five percent of the club. He had to sell a lot when he took him on to cover the debt. Um, like the, the the owner of FedEx owns like ten percent of it or something. So he'll do two things. Maybe maybe he's just sick of it. But I've I've worked around enough people like him because I used to work in 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 the, in the casino and you know I I. I I, I know what these people are like, and he'll be so pissed off about this. He really will, because this is his this is his marker in the sand, and he said it so yeah. many times. He so he might just do it despite everyone. But I think going forward as well is there's been a lot of news, especially, and it'd be interesting to see what you think, uh, Ben, with Alex uh, Santos and Richard Mann, where they've actually been fired um, for non-football reasons. And what we're hearing is. Um, a lot of stuff going on with the, the cheerleaders there's a lot of racism and we're just waiting on that news to break out in the next 24 hours I don't know if you've seen much of that yeah it's, it's, it's not going to be pretty it's yeah not, just... it's not it's not going to be pretty it's um, it is it is to do with the a lot of a guy came out it's quite a respectable a respectable Redskins uh, guy on um, Twitter came out and said it's to do with um, racism and sexism Within the Redskins, it just for us it just never ends. It he's, just yeah. never ends. Like, this is the thing about the Dan Snyder Dan Snyder regime. It's like it's, it's contra- uh, controversial thing after controversial thing happens. Like it we it would. It's not just that he doesn't even bring you success on the field. You, you can't keep all the coaches. He he pisses everyone off within a couple of years. Gruden's like the longest, and he was there for about four years. When he two playoff yeah. wins in two playoff wins in twenty years with him, he's got he's got a goal, man. It's, it's, yeah, that's it, it, it's for me. So tell you what, it's everyone like Shan, Shanahan, Schottenheimer, you know, Joe Gibbs. They, they all just get annoyed with the bloke and just exactly. It it, I, I find it so funny that um, I'm from Newcastle and I support New, Newcastle United, and oh. I've, I'm sitting here supporting Redskins with Dan Snyder and supporting Newcastle with Mike Ashley. Mike Ashley, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's like it's like I just I just bring toxic ownership to the teams that I support. Well, it's if you want to know as well, my English team's at Newcastle United because obviously I'm in Edinburgh. So if yeah. my team, my team Hearts, were playing Aberdeen, it was easier for me to travel to Newcastle at the weekend and catch a Newcastle game than it was to travel all the way up to the north of Scotland. So yeah, yeah I feel 
I feel your pain. Um, but as we're going to finish up on that, I really appreciate you coming on um, and talking about how you feel about the, the, the Washington franchise. Now, for our listeners, where can they find you? Uh, what platforms have you got? And as you said, you're doing an article. Where can people be directed to that? Um, so on Twitter and, and Instagram, um, just the the UK Redskin, just the UK Redskin, all one word. Uh, probably not for much longer. It's either going to be the UK Red Wolf, the UK Warrior, the UK Wolf Den. It's going to change soon, but until we have a name, it's the UK Redskin. Um, and the article that I'm doing, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what platform I'm going to put it out on yet. But if you just keep keep up with my Twitter and my Instagram pages, it'll be out for maybe in the next two three days. That's awesome. Again, thank you so much for coming on. And I hopefully once the name has been confirmed, we can get you back on just to get your, your feelings and thoughts. Yep, we'd love to. Right, that's brilliant. Have a great day, buddy, and I'll speak to you soon. Yep, you too. So, yeah. Thank you. Well, as we close out tonight's show, um, I just want to say a massive thank you to my co-hosts, Sukdeep Puni and Gareth Howells. Also want to give a massive shout out to Andy Burrows, Ben Aslop, Ryan Tompkins and Tom Reed uh, for coming on the show. Um, this podcast will be split into two parts as it did get quite long um, having five guests. So um, the next podcast that we do this weekend, I'll have Ryan Tompkins and Tom Reed section uh, brought in because obviously there's going to be some big news coming out of Washington. Um, but again... Thank you so much, guys, for making this show happen. Um, also want to give uh, just a little mention out to the Washington Post, New York Post, um, where, obviously, we managed to get some information uh, with regards to the history of the Redskins and journalist Ian uh, Shapria. So thanks to everyone for making this podcast happen, um, and thanks for listening. And please give us a review. You know, it really helps us get out there and let other people listen to what we do but your support has just been incredible. Thanks again, and I'll speak to you all soon.